This is Total Retail Tech Insights. The content retail executives need to optimize their use of technology throughout their organizations. I'm Joe Keenan, Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail. I'm joined by Mike Hughes, the CEO of Exchange Solutions. Mike and I are at the CRMC show here in Chicago, and uh, we're going to talk to Mike a little bit about Exchange Solutions. So thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Joe. So to get us started, why don't you uh, go ahead and tell our audience a little bit about Exchange Solutions and uh, and the solutions that you offer retailers. Yeah, will do. So um, Exchange Solutions offers loyalty solutions to uh, to retailers. We're focused on everyday retail. And what's different about us is we have loyalty solutions, but we also have personalized offers, capabilities that we layer on top of our loyalty solutions. And, uh, and we're truly omni-channel engagement with those consumers. So we're going to talk about kind of that personalization piece as well. But uh, I want to talk about the consumer first before we talk about um, the personalized offers and that kind of layering in, as you mentioned, on top of the loyalty program. From your perspective and from your you know, clients' perspectives, how have you seen or how have they seen consumers' behavior shift in the last year plus? And what has that meant for uh, their loyalty programs and their personalization programs? Yeah, I mean, as we saw with all the lockdowns last year, this time, everything shifted to online. And we work with, we work with Lowe's, we work with ExxonMobil in Canada, um, we work with uh, Rexall as a pharmacy, Sobeys, and um, you know those those businesses that were deemed essential, uh, which are pharmacies. It was uh, you know gas stayed open. People weren't weren't driving as much, but Exxon's you know they, they were still open. Convenience stores were open, um, you know, and then grocery stores as well. Um, they were all open, and and so those stores saw you know their volumes actually pick up yeah. in store. Um, you know, grocery, in, in fact, you know, you saw kind of a shift where people started ordering online and picking up curbside. So you saw that dynamic happening because people weren't, you know, they weren't comfortable going into the stores. But, uh, you know, Lowe's and some of the other retailers that we work with, there was a big shift to online. And those, those businesses were deemed in Canada and in the U.S., um, they were deemed non-essential, so the stores closed. Lowe's was closed, and then their online business went up exponentially. And we saw that you know, happening over and over and over. And so um, I think that that's a, uh, I think that's a trend that's, that's here and it's here to stay is, you know, people, even, even now here we are, you know, a year and a half later after the pandemic first hit in March of last year. And, you know, people still are a little uncomfortable and they're still ordering online. I mean, I actually just did it. Not that I was uncomfortable, but I liked the convenience. Yeah. I had to buy a bunch of, a uh, bunch of stuff from Lowe's, went online. It was all ready, went in, I already paid for it. And, and took it out to my car. So, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, order online, pick up in store, um, or just order online, that, that shift to, to online and, and you have mobile, you have all these different modalities of interaction with, uh, with consumers. And, and uh, you know, the Amazon effect is, you know, you see that, that people want what they want and they want it now and they want it convenient. They want a convenient way to buy. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say uh, to what you were just mentioning is that, you saw a lot of first-time online customers as well, but mm-hmm. you know, for that trend to continue, that uh, that convenient, uh, a positive experience. So, as uh, retailers were quickly forced to roll out these programs in order to really keep the lights on with something with many with launching curbside and, and in, you know, pick up if their stores were closed, um, the experience needed to be a positive one for the customer, or it wouldn't come back. So, um, you know, that's that's kind of um, leads into the next question in terms of 
personalization and how that affects the customer experience. Tell us a little bit about the work you're doing at Exchange Solutions to um, help the companies that work with you personalize their customers' experiences and, and how that can kind of dovetail with their loyalty programs as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so last year with, uh, with the pandemic, um, we, we'd, we'd heard some, from some of the industry analysts that um, you know, they, they had all these new customers and they didn't know who they were. Yeah. Like they, all of a sudden, all these customers showed up online. They had no idea who they were, trying to track them through cookies, and, and which we, we'll, we'll talk about later. Um, and they had no idea who they are. And, and so you know, getting consumers to identify themselves through a loyalty program um, you know, is, is very, very important because then no matter what interaction, what, where you are on a mobile app, you're online, they're in the store as a consumer, you know who they are if they have that loyalty, loyalty uh, card. And then what we do is we take all that data and they, they, they opt in, it's first party yep. data, yep. and our retailers say, hey look, you know, you, do you want to be, do you want offers, you know, compelling offers that'll be tailored to you, personalized to you? Um, if so, you know, as part of your registration process, we collect all the data and then we give it to the retailers and then we target, um, target individual consumers and, and understanding each individual consumer's behaviors, what, you know, how are they buying and then targeting offers to them, personalized offers to them in real time on a mobile app, uh, you know, at the POS in the store or online if they're shopping online. And, you know, that's very different from, uh, from what other companies are doing. I mean, I heard, you know, I was at a conference recently and I heard uh, one of the marketing executives talk about mass personalization. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is not personalization. <laughs> you know, personalization is understanding your, you know, your buying patterns, Joe. I mean, maybe you show up once a month where I show up maybe once every two months. And so mm -hmm. the retailer, knowing that, wants to encourage you to show up multiple times a month and get me to show up once a month. And, and so understanding each individual uh, consumer's you know, propensities, what are their buying behaviors, and then targeting offers in real time, you know, to get them to uh, kind of fill behavior gaps that the retailer wants to fill. Yeah, that's quite an, that sounds like an oxymoron to me, mass personalization. Um, no, I know, it's, yeah. it's segmentation, it's funny, <laughs> but... Uh, um, so, and to your point, th these customers are opting in with the expectation that they're going to get a relevant offer relevant experience in return for giving that data. So it's right. not an insignificant ask for the cust for the consumer rather, it's not an insignificant ask to give up their data, but in return they're expecting those experiences that you talked about, that personalized experience, whether yep. it be an offer or be an experience. Yeah, and there, there's a level of trust there too. You know, yeah. you join a loyalty program and, and you opt in, there's a level of trust that you trust that retailer mm -hmm. and, you know, to, to do the right thing with, with that data. Um, not go and sell it and and but use it you know for your um, you know for for your benefit mm -hmm. and we have, we have a um, we have a concept since the founding of our company over 20 years ago or actually 25 years uh, old as of October um, of this year and we have this uh, we have this concept and it's the uh, it's the core IP underpinning all of our solutions it's called value exchange optimization and what that is is doing exactly what I just described where you know, you find that you find that balance where there's an offer that the retailer will be comfortable giving to a consumer, right? So it's not going to erode their their yeah. profit margins in such a way that uh, that it's an unprofitable transaction. Exactly. Yeah. But it's compelling enough for the consumer to say, hey, you know, this is something that 
you know, that's a transaction I'm comfortable acting on. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable making that purchase because I see value in doing that. And that's that exchange of value. That's that optimized value exchange between the retailer and the consumer. And that's what we're all about. Yeah, and building that lifetime value too, getting them exactly. back to repeat purchase yeah. rate. Accelerating, uh, so building a higher lifetime value and accelerating that journey. Yeah. And you can't do that unless you have all the data and, and you're acting on it in real time. Exactly. Uh, you alluded to earlier that um, opting into this and they're they're opting in and that's that first party data, which um, is becoming going to become even more critical as we mm -hmm. move to a cookie-less marketing environment. Um, so talk a little bit about how the collection of first party data is going to help retailers differentiate themselves going forward. Yeah, I mean, we saw, you know, earlier in the year, you know, Google had announced that by the end of the year, they were going to get rid of cookies and then it was pushed, pushed out back, for, yeah. yeah, pushed out for a couple of years. Um, you know, that that's, I think, uh, you know, companies like us, loyalty providers and, and, uh, and where we're asking, you know, our retailers, our customers, other retailers, and they're asking their consumers to opt in and, you know, there's not that creep factor of, you know, you, you go on a website and, and you're checking your email later on and a golf club is showing up. Yeah. It's like, come on, you know, what, <laughs> you know, you know, how is this happening? And, uh, and so I, I, you know, I think that, um, people's ownership of, of their data, uh, is becoming more and more important and they just don't want, you know, all the, the big tech companies using it, um, you know, kind of for their own purposes. And, and yeah, you could say, oh, okay, we're trying to get you to, we're trying to make offers to you sort of, uh, you know, on these websites and get you to act on something that, that you were interested in. But um, if you didn't make the purchase, it's not, it's, it's just the anonymous collection of, of data, uh, which is not truly first party data, is uh, I think to, to, to most people offensive. And yeah. I think first party data that's, that's, uh, that's collected as part of a loyalty program, having people opt in and having them own the you know the privacy of their data is very important and i would uh, i'm curious for your thoughts i would i think that more consumers are, are better educated about about this topic now than they may have been three five years ago um and the use of their data um i don't know your thoughts but uh, to me that seems like a trend that consumers uh are are, are more aware of how their data is being used than they may have been several years ago well, yeah, I mean, and, you know, that came about because of malfeasance, right? Yep. You know, because of what happened, uh, not only are they seeing it, you know, personally, seeing the tracking across all these different, across all your devices and across all these different websites that you're visiting, but, you know, the, the, you know what, what has made it into the, into the papers, that how, uh, how some of the big tech companies, you know, we, know, we all know who they are, um, use data inappropriately and, um, and sold that data and used it for political purposes mm -hmm. and other other purposes for their own gain. Um, you know, I think people it was a, it was an eye-opening experience for them, yeah. and and so they're much more cognizant mm -hmm. of you know, hey, look, and and, and you see like uh, GDPR has come out in mm -hmm. Europe and a lot, of, and they have standards in in California, Canada as well, and, and, and California, mm -hmm. and so this is the trend. It's the trend away from anonymous collection of data. You know, just because you're a member of a uh, of a free social media website, doesn't mean that that company can take all your information and do whatever they want with it. And there's going to be a shift to having the consumers have control, you know, via first-party data, signups, authorization to use that data. And uh, and that's going to be that's going to be good for loyalty providers because and their and you know retailers because uh, you know 
people are going to want to do that and they're willing to do it. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing yeah. to give up certain amount of privacy about my spending habits in order to get good deals. Right. Yeah. To you get know? the experiences and the offers that you, yeah. you want. With yeah. retailers that I like and trust. Right. Exactly. And that's why I would join a loyalty program. Yeah. If, you know, if, if you trusted the brand, to your exactly. point, that overall trust. Exactly. And uh, I shop there often. So, yeah. You mentioned this would be good for loyalty providers, companies like Exchange Solutions. Tell us a little bit. We're here at CRMC. There's obviously a lot of talk about you know where we're going, trends, looking ahead to the future as well. What are the areas of opportunity within the loyalty space that you think are most critical at this point? Um, and how can companies like yours at Exchange Solutions help companies, brands, retailers capitalize on those opportunities? I think the uh, you know the use of use of of data for personalized offers is not, you know, we, we're doing it and we're doing it actively. We do it in an automated way and, um, you know, using machine learning and, and uh, you know, the, the proprietary algorithms that we have. We have a big data analysis, uh, you know, team. Uh, our solution is, is SaaS based. It's in the cloud. Um, you know, all the data security is there. Um, so data security, table stakes. Mm -hmm. You know, personalization is not a nice to have. It's, it's table stakes. It's a must have. It's a must have. And, um, and I think, you know, omni-channel reach to consumers. You know, I talked about it earlier. Consumers are, are very demanding. We all are. I am yeah. and, and you are. We all are uh, very demanding. We want what we want and we want it now. And we want it in the most convenient way, either ship to our house or pick up outside. Um, and and so, so I think, you know, kind of with, with, with loyalty, I, I think the, uh, it's omni-channel, use of data, you know, uh, the privacy, protection of, of those points, protection of those assets. And then, uh, then you start thinking about, uh, you know, moving away from transaction. This is something that we focus on. It's not transactional, but more, uh, you know, more, uh, more experiential and like, you know, incenting on uh, non-financial behaviors. Yeah, not so, just transactional based. Yeah. So point, yeah. one of our clients uh, is, uh, is Rexall, you know, we, we, they, mm -hmm. they launched the, uh, the Be Well program in Canada last year on May 1st. And, um, you know, so, you know, in that instance, um, you know, being about health and wellness, it's, uh, you know, integration to, uh, it's on our roadmap is, uh, you know, integration to like Fitbit and some of the, you know, some of the health apps, you know, if you're working mm -hmm. out, you know, it's not a transaction where they're getting financial benefit, but it was something that they would want to, uh, Incent, you know, put kind of put your your money behind your you know, behind your uh, your statement that we're all about health and wellness and yeah. So kind of integrating non-financial behaviors into the loyalty program is uh, is trend. Also, uh, you know, Amazon Prime, right? Mm -hmm. So many members of that, and so you know, you know, paying an annual fee of a hundred dollars or whatever it is to get uh, to get premium access is, to a loyalty program. So that's uh, you know paid loyalty. Yeah, premium and so, paid yeah. is obviously premium and paid is a uh, is a trend that's that's uh, you see more and more retailers are uh, are implementing those. So and that's the, not going to work for everybody, but uh, right for yeah. certain brands it, it has does to be compelling yeah. and it has to yeah the 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 consumer your customer has to value um, whatever it is you're offering, whether it be free shipping experiences um, or whatnot. Um, just one more follow up on that omnichannel piece. Um, you know, as you mentioned, consumers are, are engaging through many different channels, oftentimes in the same purchase experience. You gave a couple of examples in terms of curbside and buy online, pick up in store. But, you know, just going back and forth between a, a 
uh, website and going in store or an app. Um, talk about kind of the sharing of data and integrating that data and, you know, how you're using that to create a holistic, you know, view of the single customer and then personalizing offers. It's even more challenging considering that they're, you know, all these channels that they're inter interacting in. Yeah, you know, one of, one of our uh, our core competencies is uh, is is integration with uh, with all the systems, and that's a core competency that that we have. You know, decades, literally decades of experience, um, accumulating data. You know, integrating to systems, accumulating data, and uh, and doing decisioning on that data, and and presenting offers back. And and so, you know, the data collection, omni-channel data collection of every single inter you know, interaction point. Um, is absolutely critical because if yeah. you know if, if if all you know is what they're doing online, you can't tra you, you can't make offers in the store. And so, yeah. you know, having and when we set up a loyalty program, that's what we do. We do all the all the data point integrations, integrate to all their systems. We get their cost data, so we understand what's what's a margin aware uh, offer, where you have room to make an offer that's uh, that's uh, that's still profitable. Right. You know, so we're we're collecting all that all that data, and you just. You you have to be able to do that, and you know I've heard, you know in the market there's been some frustration by uh, by companies that are running loyalty programs that they don't have access to all the data. Yeah. You know, in that one example that I said earlier, where I, I said uh, it was mass personalization, um, I talked to that head of loyalty, and they're not running Exchange Solutions; they're running somebody else. Yeah. And I said, uh, when can you get? When do you think you'll get to, you know, one to one, truly one to one personalization? He said, probably a year and a half. So what, why, why aren't you there now? And he said, the data collection, we just can't get it. And so, particularly when they go in the store, I guess it was at their top challenge when they're, they're not, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're not so much online, this yeah. particular retailer, but, uh, you know, and, and, you know, and that's, that's on the retailer, but it's also on, you know, on the loyalty vendor yeah. uh, to help them to do that. And so we often help, you know, we do a lot of work on the integration and, and understanding what are all the different sources of data? What data do we need in order to action personalized offers and and uh, make sure that we're collecting all that data? So lastly, um, for the audience, if they want to know more about Exchange Solutions, any resource, resources or or just kind of uh, where would you send them? And Yeah, go to our that? website, you know, exchangesolutions.com. Um, you go out there, you see the leadership team. And then uh, if you go to the resources section of our website, You'll see webinars that that I've done and others have done in the company. Uh, you'll see white papers. You know the uh, we have the Gartner uh, uh, you know loyalty report is out there. Um, you can see that, and you know we're we're prominently displayed in that as a uh, as a pure play technology uh, you know loyalty vendor. Very proud of that, and um, yeah, and that's it. And uh, you can contact us. Uh, there's a reference to the marketing uh, email address there, and please contact us. Great. Well, I'm going to take this opportunity to thank Mike Hughes, the CEO of Exchange Solutions, for joining us today here at CRMC. Thanks, Mike. Hey, thanks so much, Joe. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcast for show notes. Tech Insights is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Tech Insights.